Hey, what it is, what it do, what's good, people? We are back. Another episode of the Dorsey Den Podcast. I am DJ Dorsey. And I am Maya Dorsey. And welcome back to another episode. Come on in, sit your butts down, let's have some dialogue. So the reason why I say that is, I don't know if you've seen the logo, we got a couch. So mm-hmm. it's literally like we want to sit down and have a conversation. So you're probably wondering who is this other voice that is on here. We have some company by the name of Dr. Sabrina Gunn. Yes. We don't have no fake hand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think we're going to hop right into it. Usually we have a little bit of small talk. I was going to talk about Kanye West a little bit. But oh. we'll, are you are you a fan? I like Kanye West music. I don't agree with a lot of his thought processes but i feel like if we knew it what everyone believed or thought mm-hmm. we wouldn't listen to anyone's music at all <laughs> i totally agree yeah um <laughs> it's interesting that you say that and we'll, we'll dive right in but with me being a dj and i, I started off doing like christian djing type yeah. of stuff yeah i used to do concerts and i met just about anybody and everybody right all the way from marvin sapp to lecrae yeah to everybody sure Sometimes you don't want to be in the green room with some of these folks. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, because you don't want to be in the green room with some of these <laughs> folks. And I sometimes you don't want to be in the sometimes green room. Sometimes you don't want to be in the green room with some of these folks. And you be like, don't you got a song called blah 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 blah? Right. And I thought you Okay. All right. right. All right. Right. And so, you and you know that all too well because your godfather is who? At my godfather's Rance Allen. Rance Allen. (laughs) But you know, now I got to say about Bishop, he's a wonderful, wonderful human being. You know what? I got a funny joke about him. I used to always. Oh my gosh. No, I mean, (laughs) it's funny. I did not know this was your uncle. Yeah. I mean, your godfather. Godfather. I used to always say when he's singing, he started doing his his rants. I'm like, is he falling down the steps? Uh, he can only do it. The only person can do it like him is him. He and, is. And, a, but that's what makes ooh, him so unique. He is a. Anybody else try to do that, they would sound like they're falling yeah, down the steps. I'm like, he's the only one. <laughs> right. But right. I like Grand Allen. Yeah. He's yes. still he's still going strong too. He, he's a loving individual and he's a giant in the music industry. Yeah, he is. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes. So let, let's go ahead and dive in. Um, you. So well, before we started. There was a question that was asked that I don't know. Yes. Which is the difference between what well, Maya asked you, are you a psychologist? Or a psychiatrist. Ain't, what did I just say? Yeah. Psychologist <laughs> or oh, a psychiatrist. Okay. Yeah, they sound so much alike. <laughs> I was do. trying to figure out what I said. Psychologist or psychiatrist. Yes. You are a psychiatrist. So what is the difference between a psychiatrist and a Psychologist. Psychologist. Yeah. Yeah. So close. It it is very close. And a lot of people don't know the difference, but a psychologist and psychiatrist, what makes them similar is that they're both experts in mental health. Mm -hmm. Which what makes them different is that um, what makes them different is a psychiatrist attends medical school and we prescribe medication. So we we not only know about uh, psychology uh, and and sociology, but we're very in depth in medicine because um, we need to know about all the other organ systems where we start giving you medication all willy-nilly and all you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so right. mm-hmm. yeah we go to med school and um we can do psychotherapy mm-hmm. but we're 45,000 psychiatrists short in America right now at least that was the number that I was told a couple of years ago um so that you can only imagine how many people out there are not getting health care because of the tens of thousands of psychiatrists that we don't have in America right mm-hmm. so because of that um I'm kind of limited to just doing medication management. I wish I can do more psychotherapy, but I only have enough time to do like more supportive therapy. Okay. And now, what, I, what exactly mm-hmm. is psychotherapy? Psychotherapy, yeah, you can break it down. It's like talk therapy. There's mm-hmm. different types of therapies for your different diagnosis. So say, for instance, you've been diagnosed with depression mm-hmm. or, or PTSD. That's the one I, I like to use the most when it comes to comparison because a lot of people come into the office and they're like, I just don't want to sit around here and talk about my trauma because, yeah, it's like unpacking something thing and not knowing how to pack it back if you're mm-hmm. just talking well right. yeah what happened to you and, the, and oh man that's bad and nothing was accomplished there was nothing no solution right mm-hmm. you're just talking but when you have evidence-based therapies for PTSD or depression or anxiety mm-hmm. it's people have studied and know what they're talking about the conversation is structured and it's it has a meaning mm-hmm. it has an accomplishment and over several sessions the 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 
the goal is to have that um, diagnosis resolved or lessened in intensity from where you started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's psychotherapy. But it doesn't mean that there's no room to vent. Because right. you shouldn't vent, you know, you should be able to have a chance to vent instead of internalize. It doesn't mean you can't do supportive therapy and talk, but, you know, sometimes we need to n- realize that there is a difference. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like digging a little bit. Digging, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then like when you might hit a certain point, you, mm-hmm. almost like a massage therapist. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know, like, I know when I go get a massage, they'll hit a certain spot and be like, oh. Mm-hmm. I had a lady yep. ask me the other day, like, you lift? I was like, I haven't in a while. She was like, okay, because yeah. I can tell something uh-huh. is going on in this area and yeah. do you stand a lot? I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I uh-huh. DJ. And she was like, oh, yeah, because your thighs are, I'm like, uh. so she, when she hit certain spots, yes. she was like, I know which ones to work a little bit more. That's right. And that's a good, that's a very good metaphor analogy because what you, what you're doing is. It was heard here first, folks. No, <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what you're doing is it just, whatever you tell me, my job is to listen. And mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing about medicine and psychiatry is two things, practice with common sense Mm -hmm. and number two listen they'll tell you what's wrong with them Mm -hmm. if you just listen Mm -hmm. okay how can I know what's going on with you if I keep talking right so I have to be an active listener (laughs) 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 I ain't sitting here I am a great listener by the way (laughs) actually he's a talker in the family but anywho so yeah it's just like it's like a reflect you just put the mirror up like you know, so I think what you're saying or what I hear you saying is this. And sometimes, have you ever had a conversation like in your head and you're just trying to figure stuff out? If things are too bad, you can't be that other voice for yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. It helps for someone else to be that unbiased, you know, logical, like, come on now. Let, let me, me help you make this sense. Let me bounce this off of you. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, now once you do the psychotherapy, is there like, depending on the person, yeah. depending on the situation, mm-hmm. are you like, okay, you might need to go on medication or we just might need to talk Ooh. this out a little bit more? Yeah, that's a good conversation. The thing about it is, is like, if you're not a harm to yourself or someone else, if you're not floridly psychotic, okay, then then we can have the conversation about meds versus not having medication. So if, you, if you're suicidal, homicidal, or you're going to hurt someone, then, you know, we really need to talk about medications right Mm -hmm. so then the conversation that I have with the person is you know I'm looking for if they have already good coping skills and they just need a little bit more help with teasing those things out getting those spots out like you said with massage therapy Mm -hmm. but then if they're like having a lot of symptoms because one thing what people don't realize is that people think depression people think anxiety is are just feelings and 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 you can say that they are but what happens is there are neurotransmitters i mean we are wonderfully and, and, and fearfully made right mm-hmm. and the way that we made we're made our brain cells have these connections and they talk to one another with neurotransmitters and sometimes the quantities is is it makes up the quality of the conversation with what our nerves are saying so if the nerves are trying to talk to each other like i'm trying to hold your hand and i'm trying to reach out to you maya but you're not reaching back out to me. That's how the nerve cells work. There's something wrong, you know. So they spurt out these neurotransmitters to try to co- contact you and talk to you. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes if I don't spit anything out, you can't know that I'm trying to feel for you. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the serotonin, the norepinephrine, the dopamine, all those things in your brain. I mean, you look at the brain, you're just like, oh, this is this jiggly structure, right? It's not. It talks to each other. The cells talk to each other. Very interesting. Yeah, and so then. So, so, so would you consider that to be like. These are my feelings. These are my feelings. These okay. are my feelings. These are emotions. It's so complex. And I don't think we can really explain it because how can you quantify? If you feel hurt, how can I quantify your hurt? Mm-hmm. And if I'm hurt, how can you quantify it? Like, you know what I'm saying? We can, you know, math is precise, right? So there are one, two, three, four mics here. If Maya says there are three mics, I can say, Maya, that's a lot. There are four, there are four mics. One, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. But feelings are precise for you, they can't be that precise for me if I don't know what you're feeling. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when it goes back to those neurotransmitters, that's what the medication does. The medication is like, let me help you out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, what you could ha- what could happen over time is that the the brain, the structure of the brain can can have a negative effect 
they can't connect. And then that's why people, when they're depressed, they isolate. They don't want to take a bath. They don't want to brush their teeth. They don't want this. People are like, now, come on now. What's going on? They just don't want to do it. So something mm-hmm. is not connecting Something's somewhere. not connecting somewhere, yeah. Okay. But what's funny is, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this jokingly, but this is my true feelings. <laughs> Sometimes, and this is so random. Sometimes I'm at the mall or out in a public place. Right. And I, I open up the door for a woman. <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't say thank you. Yeah. Not that I do it for her to say thank you, mm-hmm. but I'm just noticing this <laughs> gratitude thing. I might do it. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, it burns me up. So, but that lets me know there's something up in here that's connecting. And my spark plugs is like, and you just want to be like, yo, you're welcome. Uh, well, you know, well, <laughs> she, maybe that's manners. Maybe she had no tech. Maybe she didn't grow up the right way. I don't know it about that. I'm seeing it more mm. and more and more often where mm. people's manners just are not there anymore. To the point, and it, I don't know, maybe it's the Me Too movement because I just don't like doing a lot. I don't, I don't compliment <laughs> women no more. You know, and you have the right to do what you I just, want I, to do. I almost don't want to open up the door for women. Yeah. I almost don't compliment them. But that's... Totally yeah. besides the point. No, no. My bad. So, <laughs> I'm saying so because I'm pointing at Maya. Exactly. If y'all can yeah. see me. I think I think we wanted to kind of. Yeah. Fi- we, well, you've already started. Uh-huh. As to her why. <laughs> that mm-hmm. she's doing what she's doing and why. Yeah. Maya just be looking at me like as if I'm going crazy. You had some talking points. I did. But I'm saying you've already kind of segued <laughs> into that conversation. And I'm Great. giving you the cue to go. Okay. So, yeah, Sabrina. Next question. Yes. You make right. it seem like we've been Let's doing this podcast for a while. So, Sabrina. <laughs> yes. You mentioned trauma. Yes. Okay. Which mm-hmm. is a new buzzword, you yeah. know, in America. Yes. Social, emotional learning, yes. trauma, ACEs, all of that. That's right. So, how does that impact us? And why is it that people in general really kind of shy away from therapy yeah. and yeah. counseling? Yeah. Especially people of color. Yes. So, you know, you grew up in a church. I grew yes, up in a church. And especially um, black church folks mm-hmm. are like, I'm going to pray it away mm-hmm. and I'm going to believe God. And that's it. And then, you know, we still battling with different things because we don't want right. to go to a therapist and really feel like. Because when you go to a therapist, I hear people say that's like me not having faith. Right. You know, I like I don't have faith in God because if I go, then, you know, that's me not trusting God. What are your feelings about that? Oh, I, you know, the thing about it is, is being for me being a believer, the way I look at it is God has blessed me to be an instrument for him. Mm-hmm. He gets the glory for what I do. You know, it's not me, but me working through him because I really couldn't have this gift without him. And so I think that he's blessed people to become psychiatrists, to become doctors, to become therapists, to learn about what he's created more. Um, and everybody has a gift, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, you're educated, you're a DJ, you know, I can sit up here and, 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 and think I can DJ, but is it what I'm supposed to do? Is that my purpose? Right. I can be an educator, but is this what I'm supposed to do? Is that my purpose? So, mm-hmm. you know, this is plainly my purpose and I walk boldly in it. And with that, I have to say that, you know, we can't always say that we have to go to preachers and clergy and this and that, because though I'm not going to step in their lane, neither should they step in mine. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get in the pulpit and preach and preach and preach and preach if the Lord don't tell me. And we have to realize that we have to use our gifts. So like I said earlier, there are evidence-based therapies. Now, I can sit up here and shout all Sunday morning, mm-hmm. all Wednesday night, go mm-hmm. to church every day. But when I leave that church house, a lot of times you feel the same way you felt. Mm-hmm. And that's good that we go to church because I do think it's multi-layered and multifactorial. Mm-hmm. Most of my patients who do well go to church. Mm-hmm half therapy and on medication to be honest Mm -hmm. and so when you when you talk about when you talk about you know i don't uh, that's not trusting god that's not whatever now if you fall out flat in this floor and we thought you had a heart attack lord oh touch my lord you're gonna call now your husband gonna be like get your hands off my wife Mm -hmm. call 911 we need to get her to some help you know what i'm saying so that's what they're there for Mm -hmm. right you know what i'm saying that's what even me being a psychiatrist I am not a trauma surgeon. I am not a trauma doctor. So if there was something going on and you fell out, I'm staying in my lane. When mm-hmm. I'm on the service and I'm like, oh, this ain't my wheelhouse. I don't do, you know, cardiovascular surgery. Example. You right. know, even though I am a doctor, I know a little bit. But just, I don't, just like the body. Just like, just the, like body. the body. The hand yeah. got, you know, if you're going to fall, you're going to catch yourself with the hand. You're going to catch yourself but with the hand. But if you need to walk, you're going to walk with your legs. That's right. That's Boom. what it's designed for, right? That's what it's designed That's for. That's what it's designed right. for. Boom. So I just think that a lot of times, you know, we don't look at it as if, okay, our brain is still a part of our body. 
it's still a part of our brain health. Mm-hmm. But again, it's so complex because it does connect to the spirit, does connect to emotions and feelings. We think that we can't go to the doctor mm-hmm. or we think that only only, you know, going to church is going to make it better. If it did, it would. Mm-hmm. And it's not. So what's the next answer? Right. Right. And so that's my that's my belief, especially with trauma. And I still feel like we need to stop saying black people don't do certain stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just like in Birmingham, we don't do animals. We don't do animals. <laughs> we don't do animals. We don't, we don't chase tornadoes. We don't do no, chase tornadoes. Okay. We, we don't do. But no, you know, if that's the case, talk to the many African American women and men that have been molested. Mm-hmm that have been beaten and bruised or whatever the case may be. So we need to stop doing it mm-hmm. and stop putting the lies on it. Cause the more we lie about it, the less we get to the truth mm-hmm. unless we get to our healing. Mm-hmm. You have a, um, I think sometimes people feel like when you're in a certain profession, yeah. um, you don't have the experiences of the people in yeah. that profession. Yeah. So you personally have experienced your yeah. own trauma yes. and just, <laughs> Um, challenges so can you share a little bit about that oh yeah well I mean it it took a long time to get transparent (laughs) about the trauma and I look over at my fiance Chris here because he is the one who uh literally helped me through this this trauma um so I was once married I am now divorced Mm -hmm. um and the person that I was married was a preacher in church and all that stuff, mm-hmm. got married, and he failed to be honest prior to we got married about his sexual orientation, mm-hmm. which was that, you know. He like boy. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is not in his head. Like, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. So, you know, and my whole thing about that was, um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, um, and, and, and Maya is is you're my cousin mm-hmm. and everything you you know like in our family we value education mm-hmm. we have you know an aunt you know all those things we have all, all that stuff it's it we know it's hard to get through education and so one thing that it was traumatizing for me is not only going through that but also um being in school mm-hmm. and trying to achieve my dream by doing all this and I'll tell people the one thing that I did that I hold myself accountable for is that I wish I would have got support earlier and said something, but it was so humiliating mm-hmm. and I was embarrassed. And I just thought that, mm. you know, every time it would try to come up my throat, it wouldn't even come out. Even if I would write it down, it would, tr- I would tremble in writing it. Right. But, um, you know, I was trying to get through school and I was like, as soon as I, I, soon, I was just so busy trying to get through school because it was tough mm-hmm. and I was dealing with this as well. But, um, you know, Chris, he 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 and I have we we were actually engaged years ago, <laughs> years and years ago, but we you know kind of went our separate ways or whatever, had mm-hmm. separate lives or whatever. But he's always been family, mm-hmm. always been family, and I didn't even tell him. He kind of got it out of me because mm-hmm. he knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And when I told him, he helped me tell my parents. But it was it was very traumatic. Yeah, that is traumatic. I mean that's traumatic and for a lot of people the download brothers yeah. and all of that and then you want to disguise your download yes. with the family and kids how long were you married we were married about four four years we were four years yeah four, it was years. four years yeah and when did you know oh it's <laughs> chris is laughing chris you can come over yeah come on chris come over yeah come, come over on, we on, were chris. Come, come on chris, chris. <laughs> so I knew something was wrong mm-hmm. literally the first week. Mm. First week of marriage? After we got married. Because he said to me, he said, um, you know, the enemy going to try to come and, and, and try to tear us down. and But we got to be ready f- for mm-hmm. this and this and that. I said, yeah, everybody know the first year of marriage is hard. You know, right. thinking to myself, oh, no, that wasn't what he was talking about <laughs> at wow. all. And, you know, it was just like I, there was a, I was a stranger in my own house. He was a stranger. And in church, he wanted that image. He was all, oh, Dr. Serena this, Dr. Serena that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it was about the image. Mm-hmm. But when I knew for sure, it was about six months when I found um, hmm, hmm. pictures in the phone. Wow. Of male genitalia. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... 
it's out there. You know, and the thing about it is I got to be real and honest. If I, I was always like, you know, clean slate. Just let me get a clean slate. You know, I don't have any problem with anybody being homosexual at all. Mm-hmm. You but know, not the person you married to. But not the person you married to. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the thing. And I don't know. And I know. Because you didn't sign up for that part. And no, nobody yeah. signed up for that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. nobody signed up for that part. So, and, and when saying that, it was always like uh, trying to be. I don't think it was more like people not being in my business, but I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to make a big deal out of this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to draw attention to this because there's no need to draw attention to it. Mm-hmm. But when more and more people started coming to me and I start, you know, being a little transparent by my story, Maya, I can't tell you how many people are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So many women mm-hmm. are going through the same thing. And I'm not talking about people my age. I'm talking about people in their 50s, 60s have dated or married people for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, Lord, if this is how you're going to use me, that's fine, you right. know, to help someone else. Because I had one woman tell me, she said, if you can do it, if you can leave, I can too. Mm-hmm. So. Because it's interesting because we're second cousins. Yes. Your grandmother is my mother's oldest sister. sister yes. So our family, um, especially from the spiritual standpoint, yeah. very close-knit, tight family. And so for me, like when you and I talked about it, I was like, so what did your family think? Did you tell your family? It's <laughs> like, no, I just kept it to myself. Yeah. And for so many women, they know things about their husbands and they don't say anything. Right. And it's interesting to me because you never said a word. word. And when I say you are close to your family, <laughs> you never said a word. So it's, I know you said humiliation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, why is it that or how could you hold on to that for so long? Yeah. Because that was a long time. If you knew six, yeah. months, six months into a four year yeah. marriage yep. and you didn't say anything mm-hmm. until what, like, the end of year three. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. And I and I get it because sometimes, like, for me, I'm mentally strong. So yeah. I can put the physical stress to the side yeah. to be like, let me get to my goal. Yeah. And I know, like you said, you were trying to get through medical school. So yeah. it was like, you know what? Right now, I don't have time to really emotionally fall apart and to, shake to deal right with now. this. And th- yeah. So, yeah. If I wasn't in med school, oh, I think it would have been a lot easier. Okay. Because med school requires you to show up. Life don't care that you're in med school. Life does not care that you are in residence. When you got to be somewhere at eight o'clock, you got to be there. Just like before now, I'm like, my, I got a consult. Like, right. I, I, it does not matter. And you know how hard it is for us mm-hmm. in anything. You know, we are already at a disadvantage. When I was in school, like, you know, our counterparts could do whatever because they were legacy. I mean, they had answers to stuff. They knew how to get access to answers. We had to be in that room studying, whatever room that was. And we had to, like, grind for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you tell me something today at 5 o'clock on a Sunday like this, I'm like, I don't have nothing but 10 hours to process before I got to show up tomorrow because those doctors don't care what's going on in my life. Right. Two weeks in med school is equal to, like, a day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I had no time. And in addition to that, not only was that an issue for him, but financially, he took us up and through there. Okay. So how am I going to get to another thing I dealt with immediate stuff is, okay, how am I going to get to a rotation? You know, sometimes I used to come to Dayton and mm-hmm. stuff like that. For I have to get in the car and come down here. I have to show up. I have four weeks to do a rotation. Mm-hmm. If I don't show up and do what I have to do, I have lost that month. Mm. So it's so much immediate stuff, right? right. But again, I tell people, you know, I, I, it's all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, right? And I, I, I should have said something. I could have, but at the same time, you know, it has made me who I am. Mm-hmm. It has made me be bold and transparent. And, you know, you never know when you say, Lord, use me, use me. Ooh, he's using me. Right. <laughs> right. But you know what? I, I'm thankful for the experience because it has brought me back to him my true love over here sitting across the table mm-hmm. because it just, it just, it's been, it's been great, mm-hmm. you know, through the storm. It has been a rainbow at the end of the storm. It really has. Mm-hmm. It really has. So you talked about how Chris helped you to get through it. So at some point, how do you all, how did you all reconnect? Because you were married. It was like, that was my high school love. <laughs> I'm married. I'm in med school. How did you all reconnect? I know you're from Alabama. You yeah. came to Ohio to go to school. Yeah. You went to Ohio State? Ohio University. Ohio Athens, University. Yeah. So how did you all reconnect? Yes. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Chris Nettles. Uh, it's a pleasure, first of all, to be yes, here with you welcome. guys. Um, how we uh, got uh, back connected or re- uh, reacquainted, uh, we... 
We actually, um, my mom um, got sick. Uh, she had um, was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer mm. um, last year. Sorry. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. we had just lost my mom's mom um, on, uh, and we buried her on October the fourteenth, which was last year. Mm-hmm. And my mom had been taking her to. Um, to chemo for the past two years. Mm. So we buried her on October the 14th. And then 10 days later, October the 24th, my mom was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. So then of course, um, 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 my mom, my, my mom and my dad, um, you know, no outside children. They're married all their lives. Uh, over 40 years of marriage, four boys, um, and stair step, if people don't know what that means, in the South, that means one behind another. <laughs> and actually, when it got to me and my brother um, uh, next to me, um, the one is old, my the one is older than me. Well, yeah, um, he is actually uh, only 11 months and 13 days. Older. Wow. Yeah, he's not even a year <laughs> old. Wow. So that, that's what you mean. That's what I mean. Stair True stair step. Right. True stair step. True stair step. So then they waited till about 10 years and they had my. Um, almost 10 years and they had my youngest brother. Um, but however, um, to go on with it, um, end up happening. Uh, Sabrina was a doctor by then. Uh, and my sister-in-law, she, she, she asked, would, would it be okay if we reached out to Sabrina for, um, some guidance as far as different doctors, what we need to do, what's the next step treatment and all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And if she had any colleagues that will be able to give us any information and I told her, I said, well, you know, I haven't talked to Sabrina in over 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not a text message, not a smoke signal, right. not an email, <laughs> not, not a, a telegram. Right. None of that. No, I'm talking about no connection. No right. pigeons. Nothing. Not, even, <laughs> not even Facebook? No, not, not even, even Facebook. Facebook. No <laughs> social media. No, nothing. Like, you heard me say no smoke signal. <laughs> no smoke. Okay. No smoke signal. All right, then. So, uh, you know, and that was over 10 years. And I told her, I said, well, she's married now, as you know. And, of course, because me and Sabrina are pretty much family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, we have to, that would be a we, we, this is, Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> we're, pre- we're family. Mm-hmm. And, and so all of my family is friends with her on Facebook. My mom is friends with her on Facebook. Okay. Um, all my brothers are friends with her on Facebook. All my church members are friends with Sabrina. Everybody except for me. Wow. <laughs> You're right. So I told my sister-in-law, I said, hey. Uh, I said, well, just reach out to her and see if she responds. I said, I don't. I want you to kind of um, be the, the, you know, spearhead this because I don't want it to get misconstrued. You know, I, it, the way it seems to me, she's happy because you know her. She because we we're family. We have family on Facebook and right. all of that. Some of her stuff may float down the timeline, right. but I can't respond and nothing like that, right, or right. anything mm-hmm. like that. But you know, I see pictures of her and her husband, so I'm thinking, hey, she's happy. I don't want to interrupt that. I'm yeah, not going to try. Facebook happiness, right. social media happiness. Right. That's another right. podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So you know, I was like, she's happy, and I was, and I told my sister, I was like, be careful. Just make sure you contact her. You know, let her know what's going on, and you guys kind of, you know, and you just whatever information uh, she she you get from her, you just send it over to me, and then we'll go forth, and so on, so on. Mm-hmm. So, um, end up she told my sister in law, well, Chris can contact me, and you know, mm-hmm. let him know, and you know. So I still didn't give her a call or anything mm-hmm. like that. We were talking over, I think, Facebook Messenger, yeah. because she was just flooding my, flooding me out with all, all of kinds this of information. information about this doctor and that mm-hmm. doctor, yeah. and she was very instrumental in getting my mother to Emory Hospital, which I really thank so much. And I had to find my mother, mother's doctor in Montgomery to get her to Emory. Wow. Yeah, and um, and so uh, again, that's how we actually got back reacquainted Connected. with. Yeah. You know, with one another, with one another, and, and it just ended up. Um, she, I think we were on, we were talking about different doctors, and she was like, "Well, maybe I can better explain what I'm talking about if you give me a call." And you know, like it's okay if you call me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she put her phone dun, number dun, in. She put her phone number in the in the message. I did, of course, and I put mine in the message. And so wait, so wait. At this time, you're still married. At this point, I I am. And then the funny thing about it is, is that. The uh, at the time, my husband at the time wasn't in the home. He mm-hmm. wasn't home, and I was because y'all had separated. He had he had left. He had, he had left. left. Okay. Yeah, and he had um, 
I was, oh my gosh, I was desperately searching for divorce lawyers. Mm-hmm. And it was like the ball was rolling because when he was there, it's like I had to always do things. You know, it was just hard. And again, mm-hmm. like I was saying finances or whatever, it was like every time I thought I had enough money to go through with, you know, filing divorce and stuff, something would happen and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So finally, I'm like, okay, trying to find divorce or trying this. And I was literally having pan- waking up with panic attacks. So when my mm-hmm. patients talk about panic attacks, I know what they're talking about. And I had said to myself, I was like, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this by myself. And so, you know, when when that was going on, um, now his mother was has always been a mother to me too. The CV, the the resume that I have to this day, she helped me fashion that years ago. Mm-hmm. She was in mental health and she was just one of the most intelligent women I knew. So a lot of pearls that I have today is because of his mother. Mm-hmm. And so I could not let, you know, the opportunity to help my mother as well, you know, slip me by mm-hmm. and not help. So, um, and the thing about it is, is that at the time, it was I I didn't think anything of it. I thought he was happy where he was. I knew where I was going and what I had to do. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, okay, this is an opportunity. And I never, you know, pause for an opportunity where I can help somebody. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it just it became like a dream come true because what happened was Chris had said something one night. He, he was, you were saying, I'm so appreciative of you because we had got your mom and Emory. He was like, I'm so appreciative and we just so happy. And, 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 and you know, you just talking about, and what he was saying was, my, it made me cry. Mm-hmm. And, and I couldn't tell that he heard that I was crying because what he said was, was everybody was thinking that the life that I was so-called living, everybody thought it was a lie. Oh, wow. And it was the first time, I, I didn't tell a best friend, I didn't tell my mom, I didn't hint at anybody. And no one knew, but he, and when he heard me cry, he said, Sabrina, are you safe? Mm-hmm. He just knew. He just knew. I said, well, yeah, I'm safe. And he kind of asked a few questions and he finally said, is he gay? And I was like, and the whole family goes, that's that, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he just knows me. Yeah. Uh-huh. He just knows me. This is someone that I've spent so much time with in mm-hmm. my life that we kind of almost think on the same wavelengths. And that's why I'm just thankful that it happened because it just brought us back together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like, talk about that. Like you said, you mm-hmm. know, I just feel like I'm so stupid and why Ooh, did I? Yes. Yeah. And a lot of women feel that way. I had the first, Chris and I said, I just started burst out crying. I was like, I'm so stupid. And the family going to think I'm stupid. And, 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 and. and what I told her, I was <laughs> like, you know, it, it's, you know, how can you take that? that weight on how can you take that responsibility on mm-hmm. when this is something somebody dupe you into mm-hmm. you know it's like and, and like I told her you know and, and and I know this is kind of sound cliche or you know you know people say oh I got you know this mm-hmm. and that or I got friends that are black you mm-hmm. know that's all <laughs> right. but I have a true friend that is gay and is married to a man mm-hmm. I do not agree strongly disagree with that mm-hmm. he knows that mm-hmm. but I still treat him like he's my brother because yeah. that's how he treats me. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, I may be a womanizer or whatever. That's you know, okay, you, you a womanizer, okay, you gay. Oh, as, as long as you treat me the way I want, I, I want to be treated. And mm-hmm. I treat you the same way, and we mm-hmm. and we respect one another, mm-hmm. and we look out for one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. we disagree all the time. Like my dad say, teeth and tongue. Mm-hmm. Sometimes get in the way of one another. Mm-hmm. Cut each other. You don't yeah. bust your teeth out, do you? <laughs> you don't cut your tongue out with right. you. No. Right. So you find some one. kind of way I like to eat. for those two <laughs> entities to coexist. Get some gerbil. Right. And move and work to gerbil, a common good. That's right. Right. To nu- bring you nutrients to your body. Yeah. Right. So they have to work. Together. Together. Mm-hmm. together. But sometimes they get in the way with one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That don't mean you, you, you oh, I got to. Knock, take a hammer and knock my teeth out. No, mm-hmm. you find that way. You you mm-hmm. you move that tongue out the way. You say, "Hey, tongue, slow down." Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, yeah. teeth, don't bite so hard. Come on, right. preach up in here. <laughs> right. Preach know, to so, us. And and that's the whole thing about it. But but like I was saying, to get back to the point. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. To get back to the point. Um. You know when and like I, said, I have no problem with with gay individuals. Is that it, my problem comes in is when you in my pantry, you don't eat from this pantry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this food in this pantry don't feed you, mm-hmm. huh? What you doing in this pantry? I'm not in your pantry, am I? Mm-hmm. Stay out my pantry. 
You understand? Mm -hmm. So in other words, that's my problem. If you gay, be that way. But don't pull somebody else or trick yeah. somebody else because you're trying to use them as some type of come up or use them yeah. as some cover type up. of beard, mm -hmm. cover up, up yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to be true to, to thyself yeah. right. first. Right. Be true then, to thyself. But that's, that's almost like a classic case of catfishing. True. Oh, true. yeah. That's almost like true. a classic case of catfishing. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. You know, uh, like you said, if you're if if you're a certain way, be that certain way. I actually did a um a uh, as a DJ, I did a gay wedding. Mm -hmm. And yeah. some people was like, "You would do that?" I'm like, "Why not?" They're people. They're people. Mm -hmm. well, who yeah. am I? Who am I? To, who am I? To? And they party better than most people. <laughs> they <laughs> they do. <laughs> I've done I've done a couple of gay parties, and I'm like, they know how to have fun. <laughs> Y'all know how to have fun. Like, I mean, I think they just happy with who they are, which you know it is what it is. But I think. Like in your situation, yes, it was kind of like a front, and you, oh, you wasn't yeah. really ready for it. So. And that's where the depression and the darkness came for me. And I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I was going now with you when you was going through your divorce. Yeah, were you done with you was done with medical school? Yes. So you're going through what you're going through. Yes. Was there anybody medically there to help you, or was it kind of, or was it kind of like, was that Chris? For, where it was kind of like for me, yeah, for me, that's what Chris was, and um, I I thought I was gonna have to go get medication for my panic attacks. Mm -hmm. I did, and and y'all, this this may be a trivial or whatever reason, but I was like. Oh man, everybody in the city might know me and they might not think that no, I can handle school. You were a doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And I mean, and it wasn't even so much of that, but I was like in school too and I just didn't want, you know, I was just so trying to get through through residency and stuff at the time, right? So, um, but no, there were times where I was like, you know what? I seriously contemplated and said, I, I need to go get some to medicine. And 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 I thought about it. But it just, all of a sudden, things just start changing for me. But it doesn't happen like that for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I just take that as to, you know, you know, it was just a, a, what is a, a Saul to Paul experience. And mm -hmm. sometimes you got to see the change in somebody else that you need to be. And I can sit up and tell you, oh, yeah, being pregnant is hard, hard, hard. I ain't never been pregnant. And, mm -hmm. and I can't tell you until until I'm pregnant, you right. know. I can't tell you something until I've done it. And so I just think that sometimes it helps me with people because, you know, just like if you see someone who's overcoming crack or cocaine or whatever, it's hard. I need to see you doing good and been sober for 10, 15, 20 years doing well before I believe it can happen to me, right. you know? And so I just think that's just what it was for me mm -hmm. at that time. And again, like back to the medications and whatnot, I tell people all the time, I have people that I say, you know, I am just a strong proponent of psychotherapy as I am medicine. Mm -hmm. So we just have that conversation. Sometimes it's not all about medicine. Sometimes it's not about just about psychotherapy. Sometimes it's both. And sometimes it's all about three. Like I said, medicine, you know, your faith, whatever faith you believe in mm -hmm. and therapy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very. So <clears throat> you, so, okay, I'm going back to the psychotherapy. Part. Yes, go ahead. So you deal with patients yes. dealing with, you know, you, you also said PTSD. Yes. Um, Let's talk about the PTSD. Yeah. Uh -huh. Do you find like, and I'm sure you, I think when we hear PTSD, we probably think about military vets or something we like do, that. We do, yeah. But there's people that might have went through trauma. Yeah. Divorce. Yes. Would you consider like divorce? Yeah. Or, um, you know, maybe career. Somebody got fired from a job. Definitely. Or, um, you know, just tr Definitely. PTSD is post traumatic. Post the trauma. Can you talk about the ACEs real quick? Yeah. So because a lot of people uh -huh. are not familiar with ACEs, but mm -hmm. when you say a divorce, is it considered a trauma? When you go through the ACEs assessment, mm -hmm. divorce is a trauma. And she will explain what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I'm like, she's a psychiatrist, yeah. but we mm -hmm. deal with it in education. Like, like space, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And no. If we were, we don't, I'm, I'm bad at space. Oh, so God. I have to lead the table. <laughs> you off top. <laughs> right. <laughs> So adverse childhood event study, right? Mm -hmm. um, trauma. You got to define it. I always go back to the very core. Trauma is something that happens that is 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 very terrifying. Now, if you look at DSM-5, it talks about motor vehicle accidents, sexual assault, witnessing the death of someone or hearing about the death of someone. Um but then it's also we have like unspecified traumas. I tell people all the time, something is not a disorder until it's a problem for you, mm -hmm. right? We can get sad, but it's not a disorder until it's like past 
a certain level and it's just depression, right? You, you mm-hmm. can feel sad. You can feel anxious sometimes. But the problem is, is when it's a problem, it's interfering your school, your work, or your occupation, or your familial life. So with trauma... In PTSD and the ACEs study, the ACEs study sums it up, says, if you've had an introduction to um, a very adverse event, such as someone in your home, your mom, you know, had, you know, uh, was a drug addict or your mom was beaten by your, you know, or you were molested or something. These are all traumatic experiences happening to kind of set you up to have a mental illness or have issues coping later in life. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, with PTSD, PTSD is like, like I said, the trauma. And some of the um, criteria for that is flashbacks. These are like movies. It's like some people would tell me, it's like, if I didn't know different, I was right there when it happened. It's almost like replaying in your head. Replaying. It's not thinking about it. It's just like, re- it's like sitting at the movies. You know, some people can dissociate. Some people have the personalization and derealization, which is true. Mm-hmm. It's always like Quantum Leap. Remember when Quantum Leap, he, the dude ended up in different cities and you know how he got there and they mm-hmm. know who he was. Mm-hmm. It's like people will go places and, and you know, they feel like, well, that's more of a dissociative few, but um, depersonalization is people have that out-of-body experience and they were like, I just feel like I'm outside my body. Derealization is when when you feel like you're going through a video game, you know, and, 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 and people just black out. Some people have told me they have gotten their car and went to work, clocked in, and don't remember going to work and clocking in. Because, because of, because of a because, traumatic... Well, and it's not so much as that because they haven't really dealt with the trauma, mm-hmm. you know, and it just affects their lives in so many different ways. It's moving around like a zombie. Yeah, it's like your body's trying to protect itself like from... Yeah, it's like it's a real mental block. That's right, babe. So the... um. Okay, so reactivity, uh, e- easily startled, hypervigilance, numbness and detachment, that's a big one because a lot of times I'm finding couples come in and they can't really connect and you find out that the wife, you know, was probably sexually assaulted and when the husband wants to stroke her hair, something is, you know, gentle and innocent as you're looking at her eyes, she can't take it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people can't take the color pink because they were raped in a pink room, mm-hmm. you know. And so but then it's hard to tell somebody that, you know, irritability, mm-hmm. all these things are part of PTSD. And this is what I tell people, because one big thing they come in talking about is anxiety, 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 anxiety. And I say anxiety is like a cough. It's my job as a doctor to figure out if the anxiety is part of PTSD, you know, or something else. Because when you cough, is it lung cancer? Is it seasonal allergies or you're choking? Mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, the don't tap. So, <laughs> so, you know, so that's anxiety is like a cop. So it's my job to figure out if anxiety is part of like PTSD, <laughs> depression or something else. And so when I tease it down to what it is, if I found that the anxiety is part of PTSD, I tell people all the time, you know, if a rattlesnake slithered in here, we'll run first, ask questions later, right? Mm-hmm. We had a perceived threat. We get the heck out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Right. We out. All I hear is this. That's all, that's all you need to hear. That's all that you need. That was a cricket. Oh, we get out. So the same, you remember I was talking about neurotransmitters earlier, right? So mm-hmm. the name neurotransmitters that dumped in your body to get you the heck out, that's fight or flight, the sympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. That's the same things that happen if you tried to assault me. It's a perceived threat. It's not so much a perceived threat. It is a threat. You are threatening me. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get the heck out. My cardiovascular system, everything in me is is pumped and primed. So just imagine a person who's been raped every day, assaulted every day, tortured every day, bullied every day, was in a, a bad motor vehicle accident. Every time there's a trigger or a cue, it's like the rattlesnake coming every day. You know, mm-hmm. I got. that's interesting that you say that. Yes. I, I'm one who believes we don't know what anybody's been through. So sometimes you might, for instance, yeah. open up the door for a woman, like I was right. saying earlier. Yeah. She might not say thank you because she might have been beaten by a man, raped by a man. So or she, she might don't look, know what your or she don't know what your intentions are either. Because that you don't know what her history is. Right. With That's the man. my point. That's mm-hmm. my point. She might mm-hmm. have this thing in her to where yeah. she's kinda like looking at me like, You're what a guy. You yeah. What do you want from me? What do you me? want? And so my question to you is, mm-hmm. just even as a, tell me again, psychologist. Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. <laughs> I, I, I get psychiatrist and psychologist. What is it? Psychologist and psychiatrist. Okay. See, you help me. Help me over here. They're so close, I still can't get it. But okay. do you feel like you're walking in the mall, you're walking in mm-hmm. Sam's, you're walking in Kroger's, mm-hmm. wherever you might be, when you see a person that might just be minding their own business might might be dazing off uh-huh. or 
you know, talking real strong to their spouse. Yeah. In your mind, are you trying to like dissect them? <laughs> 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 Why you say that? I'm, I'm a buddy on this. <laughs> yeah, she does. And and the reason, let me say this: the reason why I ask that, yeah. for instance, what I do, I'm a DJ. If when yeah. I hear music or when I see somebody, yeah. even, even if it's a band or another DJ, I'm yeah. dissecting them. Like, you, mm, yeah, he didn't mix that right. Yeah. Oh man, the his, the way he's playing them chords is. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm dissecting them. So my fault, Chris. Oh, no, 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 no. And that's how I know she really loves um, her profession. Mm-hmm. And she's a godsend for her profession um, because, you know, you heard her speak about my mom. Her and my mom is so similar. They, they're they like <laughs> octopus. Um, they, they tentacles stretch out everywhere mm. and they want to help. Um, as Man, she you got away with words. He do. He do. He do. And as, uh, you know, in, as she mentioned, my mom was in the mental health field. She retired from the state of Alabama. And um, um, and she was in the mental health field all her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and, and, and like you were just saying, yeah, she does diagnose people from afar. And, I, and it's farther than what you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were riding, I think, coming up here. Mm-hmm. Or we were riding to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. I think. And it was a lady, <laughs> right? It was a lady that I guess she was Ubering maybe. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like she, she was like, she can't be talking to the person in the back seat, you know? And I was like, well, Sabrina, it, she may have an AirPod on. Oh, I, she must be this, 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 and this. And I'm like, how can you so diagnose that? So she slowed down and went on the other side of the car. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't got no AirPod on. I'm like, how you diagnosing that way? This is in somebody else's car. Right. You know, and, but it's, it's, it's the need or the one could have been Bluetooth to too. It could have been that, and, and, and that's what I love about her. Um, she has the heart, and not only the heart. Now she has the the education behind it, mm-hmm. and yeah. and not only that, she has the the uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how can you help somebody when you haven't been through something? Yourself? Exactly. That's why I you said know, that is so. like now yeah. you can relate at a different level, level because yeah. people feel like, how this lady going to sit up here and tell me about myself? She ain't mm-hmm. been through nothing because that's what we think about our professionals. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, how can you tell me? Have you had this? You know, how, how do you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so having that traumatic experience, even though mm-hmm. traumatic experiences vary, it's still that was a huge traumatic huge. event. And you know, my my dad said to me, you know, he's turned 70, 70 this year. He said, God dang it, bring it. I don't even know how you, woo, 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 you're strong. <laughs> right. And I'm looking at him like, no, you're invincible to me. You're strong to me. And to hear him say something like that to me, it just made me pause. I'm like, okay, you never know how strong you have to be until you <laughs> have to be it. And, I, and we talked about that. And I said, because that's one of Terrence's things for me. Like, yeah. you're strong. And I'm like, I didn't sign up to be strong. Yeah, we you did know? talk about this. I, I yep. didn't sign up for that. It's like yeah. you... It's, it's your coping mechanism. That's it's right. like, you know, either I'm going to lay down or I'm going to mm-hmm. get up and I'm just going to go ahead and go for That's it. Right. You know, it's not like you choose like, oh, Lord, um, I'll take the strong take category, the please. <laughs> but, it's like, no. It's but like, we, joke, we joke because she like, when she have her weak moments, I'm like, I don't know what and to he's do. <laughs> you know, because sometimes it's like, doggone it, I just can't. You yeah. know, but I think when you see somebody in a strength all the time oh, and, then, and then they have that weak moment, you like. You're not strong right now? Yeah, <laughs> what do like, I do? No, well, what I'm do, not. What, 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 what but, do I do? And I despise that. You know, a lot yeah. of times it's like because people don't, sometimes you don't, you're not seen because it's like, oh, she's strong. She'll be all right. That's right. Get up. You'll be fine. Like yeah. you always do. It's like, no, not this time. Yeah. You know, like I really need to be vulnerable right now. I really need to be weak right now. I yeah. need you to understand yeah. right now ain't the time, you yeah. know. But again, we get, especially yes. women, black women, we are always crowned a lot of times as the, the pillar of strength. Yes. You yeah. know, like, oh, they got it. They going to mm-hmm. be. Y'all no. are. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, but we ain't sign up a lot of times. It's, it's called enduring life and trying to figure out how to navigate through life and yeah. just survive. You know, oftentimes the strong is because you're trying to survive. So, you know, um, that was one of our. We did have that conversation. And, and, and to add to that, I think what helps us is to have supportive people in our lives like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good men that take care of us and, and, and no one's perfect and no one's this, no one's that. But to have someone in our lives to support us and recognize that, it, it it's a blessing for me um, because, you know, I just, I, I hear us always, we, we have to, us as an African-American community, we have to be a unit. 
Mm-hmm. We have to work together. We have to recognize our strengths. We have to recognize our weaknesses. And we have to really come together because, like you just said, it's enduring life. Mm-hmm. So we have to really be there for each other when, when, when you know, just like he and I, when he is not as strong, I'm strong. When I'm not strong, he picks up that on me. Mm-hmm. And he, he does it a lot, whether it's his smile, what he says, or or like you say, he's good with words. I'm like, dang, that made a lot of sense how you said that. <laughs> right. You know, so. I it up. I was like, yeah, yeah. Man, but that, that strength. Yeah, that strength. Because I'll say this and I'll just and, and move on to the next thing. You know, there's that song, Don't Let the Devil Ride. You remember that song? It, it just, it's just, it's one of them country something. Don't let the devil ride. No, okay, don't nobody know it. All right, so me and Chris probably the only two that know that because we're from the South. That might be a Southern. Yeah, that's a that southern. might be one of them Bible Belt songs. <laughs> Bible Belt. Yeah, maybe a Southern Baptist thing. Oh, because you know he grew up Seventh Day Adventist. You know, I got, I got something by myself. Anyway, I taught y'all a song today. You can go sing it to church tomorrow. But anyway, I'm gonna but, be at Chick Fil A tomorrow. You gonna be at <laughs> But the song is "Don't Let the Devil Ride" because if you if you let them ride you want to drive right Mm -hmm. and it's like you know your mental health that's your mind that's your car Mm -hmm. you know wherever you go your mind is directing your spirit is directing you mental health is all about sometimes on the spiritual level for me I see it as if if the devil has your mind he has you he Mm -hmm. thinks he has you and sometimes we have to fight when we don't really feel like it in our faith and elsewhere to keep hold our mind because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. He take your mind. He got all of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so we got to be strong even when we don't want to be. And even though we don't sign for it, up for it, Lord knows. Because plenty of times I sit up in my bed like, after it all happened, I wasn't so mad at everybody else. You know what I did, Maya? I said, okay, God, come close, come close. Why is we doing this again? Because mm-hmm. I thought me and you was tight. Mm-hmm. That's the battle that I had in my mind. He said, I'm making you bench press right now. Oh, I was bench pressing. Weights that I didn't think. I'm in CrossFit right now. Yeah, well, just started. Give me time to get some results. <laughs> God bless you. Honey. But yeah, it's but it is painful. It is sore. And it was a CrossFit for my soul. It was tough, y'all. But I know that God is good mm-hmm. and can't nobody tell me he ain't mm-hmm. and can't nobody tell me that my future ain't lit and it ain't bright mm-hmm. regardless because mm-hmm. the joy that I have and what I know God did for me that's it that's all I, if he don't do nothing else what he brought me out of was enough mm-hmm. the light at the end of the tunnel yeah boom well we gonna end it right there yeah thank you doctor Dr. Gun <laughs> and Chris thank you so much for stopping yes. through thank you thank you I heard pleasure. y'all getting married holla at me yes but um not really but um thank y'all so much for joining us um this is another episode of the Dorsey Den podcast um DJ Dorsey E and I'm Maya Dorsey and before we go yes. I'm sorry yeah how do they find you? You can find me at um are we we're we talking about like social media uh, or Instagram. Or what, what oh yeah. Right? My my Instagram is dr underscore G U N N and my Facebook is Sabrina Danielle. That's S A B R I N A D A N I E L E. D A N I E L L E. I was speaking too fast, but um, so, I try to post you know inspirational things on my page. You do. I'm glad that you affirm that for me because sometimes do. I wonder like, why am I doing a this? A lot of mental health stuff. On there, yeah. yeah, so I'm always posting. I, I'm not. I'm, I can't be liable and responsible for stuff online, of course, right? But I'm always trying to post. You know, one eight hundred two seven three talk was a suicide prevention hotline and just different hotlines. So just follow my page, follow me on IG, um, and I can always just point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Make sure you jump in those uh, comments on SoundCloud and um, give us some feedback if this helped you or not. Thank we you. holla. Thank Until you. Until next time. <laughs>